And Vincent Hi. Hello, Vincent. Hi. Hi. So we heard your speech before, and uh, we have a couple of questions for you. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm social media editor at La Stampa, so I deal with social media also, and I'm very curious about your best practices and sure. uh, what you're doing. I always wondered, I mean, do you, uh, do you consider um, the content that you put on the website something that needs to be boosted by social media, so you put it on social media with links so that go, people go on the website, or do you sometimes post on social media directly the content first and then maybe put it also on the website in a second term? I mean, do you keep those two things separate? Or do, you, or do you use social media just to boost the website? Um, a couple of years ago, the, the question that uh, the CEO asked to the BBC Worldwide was whether we should have our own websites. And, um, and we've tried to build our own websites, and, to, and we've invested a lot of money in, in, in the content, in the capabilities. We've invested a lot of time to try and grow communities, and we've, we've invested a lot of time trying to understand what went wrong, because we didn't make any money. We didn't create an engagement. Um, at that time, and it was just refreshed a couple of uh, minutes ago, Facebook was just starting to, uh, to become, to become a, a, a mature platform. And so it was pretty obvious to us that instead of trying to build our own assets, we should create engagement on social, and send traffic back to the website. And we did this uh, mostly around topgear.com. I've explained this um, just before. It was pretty successful until um, July of 2012. We did manage to have a lot of reach from Facebook um, back into, um, into the website. We managed to monetize this. Um, and then Facebook changed the game a little bit. Uh, they changed the way the algorithm was working. Uh, to prove the point that they are an ad platform and that they could monetize um, our interaction with our own fans. Therefore, the reach that we tend to uh, get from social just decreased and, and, and we, we, we've received less traffic on our website. But the point was this. It's better to engage where the fish are, where the people are, uh, rather than uh, uh, engage on our own platform and, and, and use this amplification effect of social back to our website, yes. Can you tell us a little bit more about the best practices in general of the best companies, news media companies that you know of that integrate social media and the website? So um, I'm going to give you what I think is a bad case study, and I'm going to give you an example of a thing that I I have a lot of respect for. So a bad case study, we've mentioned gamification um, just before. I think that was uh, one of the... um, the pillar of what NBC did with their concept called Fanit. So you will be gamified to, um, to do stuff and you will um, be gamified and receive reward for engaging with the content across the NBC properties and um, you will get rewarded for this. So on your face, it looks like um, a very good proposition. In reality, does it make um, sense at an individual level? I'm not sure. Um, thing that I respect is... Um, Unfortunately, in my own turf, really, <laughs> um, what the, the UGC team at the BBC Public Service um, has been working on for quite some time now, which is a process to, um, to crowdsource um, news and content uh, when, when breaking news happens. So when there is an event in Syria or whatever, um, there is a quite uh, um, a very uh, amazing process to help people surface news as it happens, validate that the news is... is um, is the right news and that there is no 
damage for the people uh, that is issuing that news mm -hmm. and um, and she'll fed that news back on the website, the breaking news website, actually the Have Your Say website. So um, this this process of, of getting the audience to, to, to share about the news and, 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 and the, the velocity at which it happens could take five minutes until the moment we receive an information, we validate the information, and we, we protect the source of information. It's just amazing, and um, it's, it's one, one great way to, um, to surface um, content from okay. the cloud. Yeah. Thank you. I think uh, Jacob has yeah. some questions for you, too. Some questions. So um, we grew up with the myth of the investigative journalism, many of us in many countries. And now we see investigative journalism being a target uh, just uh, for billionaires. So recently, uh, Piero Madiar um, recruited uh, Glenn uh, Greenwald uh, from The Guardian, a uh, well-known lawyer and activist in journalism, to start up a new, a new media, a new project just on investigative journalism. And a few weeks ago, we saw Jeff Bezos buying uh, from his own property the Washington Post, which is uh, one of the myths of the investigative journalism. And my question, uh, if you want my concern, if, is uh, if uh, this is the way to bring back the investigative journalism to be even... Uh, uh, a break-even uh, uh, enterprise uh, uh, because uh, these two guys and uh, the other of this basket, they definitely don't need uh, to generate revenues uh, from news. Well, it's, uh, your example is uh, you, ca you can't remove the context um, um, of what happened since, uh, I think, uh, August. Um, and, and there is probably an agenda behind that move um, uh, given that the editor was actually involved in, 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 in the breaking news of, of PRISM, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So um, I can understand that there is an agenda at that level. Um, whether, whether there is a way forward for investigative journalism uh, beyond um, uh, the support of, of, of people with, with means to support this is an open question. Um, I'm not a news uh, specialist. I'm not an investigative journalist specialist. All I can see as a citizen is that uh, this partnership is the result of an agenda, which I don't know what it is, right? <laughs> okay. And uh, always about the contamination uh, among news, journalism, and other things. We are seeing uh, in Italy, but not just in Italy, in England, uh, in the States, that many uh, websites of the newspapers are becoming uh, more and more hub for very different uh, issues and services uh, like e-commerce, uh, dating, uh, why not? You think this is uh, something that can bring value to both the side of the story or, or we need to be scared from this kind of contaminations? So the, the question is whether news and commercial activities um, mm -hmm. should merge. The answer is no. Mm -hmm. Again, personal point of view. Um, because the foundation of news is trust. So just like I wouldn't like to have Richard or Benjamin sponsored by IBM or I wouldn't expect to have news sponsored by, right? So, and that is probably the reason why the BBC decided to separate the Global News Limited organization from the BBC Public Service from the commercial BBC Worldwide 
to maintain that foundation of trust. Therefore, at a personal level, I don't think it's the right way forward. And if you do need to um, support your news activities uh, with commercial ventures, it means you haven't gained the public trust. And therefore, uh, why uh, should you uh, continue <laughs> to publish your news, right? That would be a personal point of view. Do you think that... Um Using transparency, I mean, being transparent about having sponsors that are paying for your news helps build some trust with your audience. I mean, um, considering that newspapers are in a huge crisis right now and they don't have money, for example, to send reporters abroad, if they find a sponsor that pays for the flight of the reporter and uh, pays for the hotel of the reporter, I was, I, just, I was just asked a question on Twitter if reporters go to the Apple events to see the new iPads paid by the newspaper or paid by Apple. And I don't know what to answer because, I mean, of course newspapers don't have money to send reporters abroad anymore. So I think maybe the idea of being, you know, in the Anglo-Saxon way, you always quote in the end of the story, you can say this, this trip was paid by Apple. You know, we were, we were guests of Apple. We, but it, was a it was a press trip paid by Apple. Would that, would that help us solve the problem, and you think that would make it worse? Well, I, th I think we've had <laughs> two... I, I've, I've not seen all presentation today, apologies, <laughs> but I think we've had two great messages today. Uh, first one from Richard, the second one from Benjamin. And um, the point was curiosity, right? And in fact, uh, beyond that, uh, imagination. So... The question is, is that all that remains to actually try and build a, a venture, a project which will self-sustain? Is it all about sponsoring stuff? Yeah. Uh, don't we need to uh, be curious a little bit more and, and to imagine other solutions, right? I know that The Guardian is, is pretty advanced in that space. Yeah. Um, I know that they, so far, they haven't moved into the paywall kind of um, strategy, and, and I'm aware that... Um, They, they use uh, very creative ways to monetize um, and to capture people's um, engagement by uh, putting them, themselves in their shoes. An example of this is um, the way they build infographics uh, to show not only people react to news or to uh, important information, but how this news applies to them in their daily life. So you can imagine the next step. The next step is, okay, that's the breaking news. You have my trust, you have the, 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 the trust that this news has not been editorially biased. Therefore, we can move to the next stage, which is this is how that news relates to you at an individual level. And if you want to be able to get more information about this, then please pay, because it, it will resonate with you, right? So I think this kind of project, which goes beyond the, the, you know, the, 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 the traditional way of, 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 of making money, are probably a good way forward. So the asking permission and the asking please pay might be yeah, a good advice for us, for provided, us newspapers value, that are in a crisis. Provided value at an individual level. It's, it, it just can't be a broadcasting um, environment anymore. It has to resonate at the individual mm -hmm. level. Therefore, there is right now, uh, um, uh, let's say, a new, a new president being elected in Madagascar. Um, there are 33 candidates. Nobody knows who they are. Well, um, we will help you understand who they are, and we will help you understand at an individual level the impact of each of these campaigns. And if you want to know more, then please pay, because that's the value we're giving you, right? We, we help you curate that uh, content and, 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 and give you much more value of, that, of the information. Okay. So that would be an example of stretching the imagination and, and, and providing alternatives to make money, I would say.
come to Italy and help us to explain it to our publisher colleagues and stuff like that. <laughs> that <laughs> would be very nice. So basically, uh, if we, we have to wrap this up, but if you had to say, to give us a last word, would you feel that you're optimistic or pessimistic about this venture that all old traditional newspapers are going through with social media and online uh, websites? Do you think they can survive if they adopt all this wonderful advice that you're giving or do you think it's still going to be critical even for the best practices, even for the best examples that are right now existing, like BBC, like The Guardian, like the, you know, those wonderful media organizations are still losing a lot of money. So we were wondering, well, I, what do you think of that? I, I have a pretty um, simple general reply, which is, which is where there is light, where there is um, guidance, people will, will congregate. Therefore, if you do help people understand and be curious about things, then I think the future is bright. If you are copy-like, if you're copycat, and, and you expect the commercial world to fund your activities, then the future is not bright. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, Thank you. that's good advice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thank you. Grazie mille.